Okay, so I just want to let you guys know, I'm going to go ahead and just, just break the ice right now. I'm a black preacher, so I like feedback. <laughs> I, 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 I like people talking back at me, okay? So if I say something good, give me an amen or something, okay? Clap or don't just look at me like, Or, you know, like, like, that's good, but, you know, I like feedback, okay? I'm just letting you know. My name is Clay, I like the potter. I'm from uh, Illinois uh, in the States. Uh, you can pray for me later. Um, I, uh, it's a little cold out there. It's like actually colder there than it is here, believe it or not. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I love being here. Guys, I love being here. Nottingham is this beautiful city. Um, I spent the last two days, like Debbie Wright said. Speaking of Debbie, Debbie and John Wright, aren't they awesome leaders? Come on, y'all. Give it up for them. Give it up for them. I, I love what they're stewarding. I love what they're carrying. I love how they have been... Just, just releasing, releasing people into their destinies, releasing people into their calls. Um, you, you, you know you're following a good leader when uh, they don't have this pride ego thing to where they can't release anybody. They're releasing people. And as a result thereof, this, this house is thriving. So, y'all, you guys have a great thing going on here. But anyways, like I was saying, there was calls to live for. If you were at the Calls to Live For conference, can I get a hand real quick? Wow, wow. Can y'all stand up for, for a minute? Stand up for me. Yeah, stand up for me. Father, I just, can you just, church, can you raise a hand? Can you lift a hand to them? Thank you, Father, for these young people, Lord, here today. Even if they're not young, Lord God, bless them anyway. <laughs> Father, thank you. They, they had an amazing time over the last two weeks. I, I mean, last two days. Wow, two weeks. Wow, it seemed like two weeks, I guess because of what you've done. It, it, it was amazing. The deposit that was birthed, deposited in them, I pray it bear fruit that remain. And I pray that the church, when they go back to their churches or they or here, that the church continue to, to stand in the gap or to continue to provide that fertile soil to help them bear that fruit that remain, but that they go after it, Lord God recklessly for the kingdom of God, for the sake of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. You guys can take a seat. Yeah. Yeah. Give it up for him. Give it up for him. Yeah. That's good. Give it up for him. Yeah. So it's so good. Today I want to talk. I'm going to just get right into it. Okay. I'm going right in for the kill right now. Okay. You ready? All right. Today I want to talk a little bit about a secret weapon that we have at our, at our arsenal, in, in our possession as sons and daughters of God, and that's uh, agape love. Agape love is a weapon of mass destruction because it can destroy the works of the enemy. Agape love is a tool that we have, uh, is who we are, is what we can release, is what we carry when we are dealing and operating and walking in this dark world. We can actually do some things with, with love, with love. And we're going to talk about that today. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Let's pray and we're going to go ahead and get it in. Uh, thank you. Holy Spirit, yeah, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and you speak to hearts and minds today, Lord God. You use this message for your purposes and your glory. Father, may the familiarity of this message not rob what you have to 
to give today. May they receive. May we receive and hear what you have for us in every way. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. 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 In this day and age, guys, there's such a deep division. It's, it, it seems to be more and more polarized in my lifetime, at least. Uh, and in, in the States, sadly, we are probably most divided politically than we've ever been. I mean, it's, 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 it's amazing. Uh, or actually, it's not amazing. It's embarrassing, really, uh, what's going on in the States um, with the Republicans and Democrats bickering back and forth, fighting with one another. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's crazy. And it, can, and it can create a lot of rifts and tension throughout um, the American population. I know here, maybe, maybe here, you guys are probably sensing that tension as well, too, with the Conservative Party and Labor Party, maybe. Maybe with some tension with the Brexit debate. <laughs> Whew, yeah, that's a hot-button topic, huh? <laughs> yeah. People, people have, you know, some, probably some social class discord. Probably some racial discord as well, too. And being in Nottingham, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm going to Nottingham. And what's Nottingham known for? The hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> Prince of Thieves. <laughs> you know, robbing from the rich, giving to the poor. And I'm like, dang, you know, they have that social thing going on. They have that, you know, this social class, this, this rich, poor thing going on. Maybe it's going on today. I don't know. I don't know if it's going on today. Is it going on today or not? Yeah? No? Okay. So there's, there's this tension, and, and in America, there's a political discord, there's racial discord, there's social discord, there's news media. What's, what's real news? What's fake news? Media discord, you know? Everybody's talking about fake news, fake news, that's fake news, that's fake news. What's fake news? What's real news? And here, maybe there's that, again, social class discord, that racial maybe discord here, political divide, or it could be Brexit discord as you guys just laughed about just a minute ago, right? So my point is, though, that beef can run deep. The discord and tension can run deep, and it can tear the Christians. It can eat the Christians' lunch if we let it. It can tear up the Christian church if we let it. It can divide and faction the Christian church if we allow it to. And to be honest with you, the world has been Things of the world, voices of the world, the beef and tension of the world has actually come and infiltrated the church in such a way that it has did some damage as well, too. And I'm saying we've got to fight back. And how do we fight back? We, we fight back with love. Think about it. Pick, look at social media. Social media, oh my goodness. You know, Facebook back home, it's, it's crazy, you know. And I'm not talking about the world's Facebook page. I'm talking about the church's Facebook page, you know. Yeah, you, you, you see people on Facebook trying to get on Facebook to condemn the world and all that. And I'm thinking to myself, what is going on? I got people bickering back and forth. And I'm like, God, this is not cool. And, and then I want to join in on, the, on it. You know, I want to join in in Facebook. And I'm like, God, just, just let me get at it. Just let me get at it. Bro, who do you think you are? Question mark, question mark, question mark. The rebuking Rambo? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's good, right? Ah, oh, backspace, backspace, backspace. That's good, though, right there. Ah, backspace, backspace, delete. Can't do it, can't do it. And then I'll see more things on Facebook, and I'm like, ah, oh, I just want to get on. Okay, hey, bro, 
close your Facebook account and get along with Jesus, exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. That's good, right? Backspace, 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 delete. Now, I, you know, I can't do it. Why? Because I'm regulated by a whole nother government. It's the heavenly government. And because of the love that governs me, I can't get on Facebook and condemn the world. You know, some people think that it's their day job to condemn the world. If God didn't send his son to the world to condemn the world, then why in the world would he send you? Right? It's just, I mean, we, we can't, we, this is not our, it's not our job to condemn the world. I can't fight condemnation with condemnation. I can't fight darkness with darkness, hate with hate. I got to fight condemnation with reconciliation. We, we fight light with, or, uh, with, with darkness with light. We fight hate with love. They will know that we are Christians by our love. And in John 13, 35, it reads this, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. They will know that we are Christians by our love. See, more agape love, more agape power. More agape love, more agape Power. The more we love, the more power that flows through. Because why? Love is where it's at. We can prophesy till the cows come home. But if we don't got love, we don't got nothing. We can, we can give all the words of knowledge, all the accurate words, all the accurate prophecies. We can raise people from the dead. But if we don't got love, y'all, we don't have nothing. That's what Paul said. I mean, we, we, can, we can sound like a resounding gong. We can pray the best prayer. We can go out and say, oh, holy, 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 worship and, and, and the church and everything. But if we don't really have love, then what are we doing? What are we doing? That's what Paul says. That's what Holy Spirit is, is, is inviting us to. The love, the love of God that changes everything. Then we have it. We have it here. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ who lives in me. In the life I live, in the flesh, I live by faith to the Son of God. If God is in me and Jesus Christ is love, love is in me. He loves us, and because he loves us, compels me to love the world. Can I get an amen? Okay, okay, I told y'all about this. I told you guys about this, right? I'm, I'm just reminding you, okay? I'm reminding you. Some of y'all like this. Um, There you go. We're learning. It's okay. Y'all can go quiet for John when he preaches again, okay? Boy, I love you, man. <laughs> you know, the, 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 you know the, the, we're talking about agape love. The agape love is so good. You know, we're not talking about a worldly love. See, the worldly love is about you love me, I love you back, love. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back, then love. If you do for me, I'll do for you, love. But agape love is a oh, better love, man, a much better love. See, that old worldly love is played out. Agape love is the love that says, hey, if you don't scratch my back, I'll scratch yours still. 
If you don't do for me, I'll do for you still. You know, I'm going to love you regardless, love. Regardless if you sit on the opposite side politically, me, love. If you sit on the opposite fence, Brexit, me, love. It got real quiet then. Oh, you're a conservative party? I love you. I'm in the labor party. I love you still, love. Are you in a labor party? I don't love you. Psych complaint. I love you, love. Love you. Because why is it agape love? They will know we are Christians by our love. By our love. They will know we are Christians by our love. Are we getting this? Okay, there's a war, guys, because there's a, there's a war coming against Christianity. There's a war against our unity. There's a war against our, our, our harmony, guys. The, the enemy has been eating the Christian's lunch way too long, guys. And I, we need to rise up and say, no, enough's enough. I ain't playing by the enemy's playbook no more. I ain't playing by the enemy's playbook no more. I'm going in. Why? Because I'm relegated. I pledge allegiance. I am all in for a government that regulates me in a different way now, and that's love. It's agape love. Turn with me if you want. You can click there, flip there to Romans. It's Romans 12. We're going to talk about some winning strategies on how we can actually go after this thing and what it looks like practically in a Christian's life. So if you want to get your book, we're going to go ahead and uh, get in Romans. <coughs> Romans 12. Verse 9. I'm going to be in the ESV, but you can follow me however translation you want. It, it, it reads this. Let love be genuine. So good. Let love be genuine. A poor what is evil, and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Wow, that's awesome. Can, you, can we start having competitions in honor? If you want to compete, let's compete in showing honor with one another, to one another, for one another, for your sister, your brother. You like how that rhyme, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm rhyming out here. Let's compete and show honor to one another and to how we can honor our leaders here, how we can honor our pastors here, how we can honor your neighbor. He's, he's, this, this biblical president right here, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal, but be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. How many of y'all been to a football game? I'm sure all y'all, right? I mean, we, we are in Nottingham, right? We've been to football games, and uh, people he, paint half their face football games, and they get dressed up and, you know, get ready to go, especially if their team's winning, especially if there's the big game. And they go to the football games, they're like, ah, yes! If their team's winning, and, you know, yeah, no! If their team's losing, right? You know, they, they, get, they, get, they, get, they get into it. You get into it. You're at the game. You're like, rah, rah, rah. And then you go to the church, and you're like, Look at all serious. If, if God isn't worth pouring it all on the line, then who is? 
Yeah, I, I kind of felt like, I'm going to preach to this side right here. <laughs> I'm going to leave that side alone. They mad at me. They mad at me. <laughs> if God isn't worth pouring it all out, then who is? You are worthy of it all. We be singing that all the time. You are worthy of it all, except for my pocketbook. You are worthy of it all, except for my emotions. I'll save that for something else. Be fervent in spirit. I'm going to keep it moving because I, I feel like I'm stepping on some toes right now. I'm going to move on. <laughs> so y'all won't see me next week, so I'm good, okay? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm out. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. I remember when I was riding out uh, in my, for vacation when I was a, a kid. I was probably five to seven. I'm one of those years, I mean, you know, between you know, something around that age. And anyways, I was in a, I was in my Volkswagen. Shout out to the Volkswagen station wagon. What? What? Come on. <laughs> I was uh, and 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 you know, my family were all together. I was in the back seat just chilling. You know, was probably sleeping. And my dad was driving, and he stopped at like some suspect, uh, suspect restaurant slash diner. And we, we stopped, and he had to get out and go to the restroom, right? So I woke up, and I'm like, oh, snap, you know, it's time to go to the, you know, to the restroom. I'm going to go to the restroom when he gets back in the car, you know? And so he stayed in there for a little bit. Then he comes back out promptly. He gets in the car and puts that thing in reverse, and we bounce. I'm like, whoa, where are you, where are you going, pops? And he's like, hey, we're not going to go in there. They don't like black people. I'm like, he's like, yeah, they think black people are ignorant people, so we, we're out. I'm like, what? I'm black? I thought I was brown. Like, I'm black? I'm trying to understand. And then my mom chimes in. She's like, hey, Clay, do you know what we, you know what we do to people like that when they don't accept us for who we are? And I'm like, I don't know, punch them in the face. Like, well, what do we do? He's like, yeah, we pray for people. We bless them and we pray for them. I'm like, oh, snap, okay. And then she turned around on me. You know, when the black mama turns around and looks at you, then you're like, okay, am I in trouble? <laughs> like, what's going on? So, so she turned around on me. She's like, Clayton Jr., do you know who you represent? And I'm like, I don't know. What's up with the pop quiz, ma? What's going on? I, mean, I just want to go to the bathroom here. I mean, I just found out I was black, so black people? You? Me? Who? I don't know. Who do I represent? And then and my mom was like, Clayton Jr., you represent God first and foremost. Don't you ever forget that. I'm like, whoa, okay, okay. Chill, girl, chill. I mean, I didn't call her girl, you know what I mean? I, it's my mom. It's my mama. Chill. It's okay, okay, I got you, I got you. I just need to go to the bathroom. That day stuck for the rest of my life. Clay, who you represent? Every, every day, Clay, who do you represent? Remember who you represent. Remember who you are. Every, like the first time I ever got hit up with prejudice and racial, racist mindsets, my parents were redirecting me to him. They were saying, Clay, we don't respond like the world. No, why? Because we are citizens of heaven. We respond like heaven responds. And how does heaven respond? Love. We love them. You are a son, first and foremost. You're, you're not African-American first. 
You're not a political party first. You don't pledge allegiance to anything else other than the fact that first you are a son, first and foremost. I thought, wow, God, like, wow, mom, like, that's, that's awesome. And, and I thank God for those lessons. So we, 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 we pledge allegiance to, not, yeah, I pledge allegiance to my flag back home, yes, but, but I pledge allegiance, pledge allegiance to a whole higher power than that first and foremost. So if I ever, I don't ever get it twisted. If I, there's ever a value or ever something that, that is being challenged, Wait a minute. Who am I? I'm a son of God first. What's that mean? This means this. this. This is how I respond. This is how I do things. This is how I'm going to love. This is how I'm going to go forward. You know, dictates how I vote. Dictates how I live life. Dictates how I do life with other people. Dictates how I, I'm social with everybody else. Whatever. I love. I'm going to love. Let's keep moving on. There's more winning strategies here in Scripture. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep. With those who weep. Oh, well, this is so good. I mean, I mean, like, this is so hard. It's so good to do. You know, when I'm thinking of Jesus when he was sent to go get Lazarus before he died, and he didn't come for until three days after he was dead. And he finally comes into town, and Mary runs up to Jesus, and she's like, Jesus, Jesus, you know, where were you at? You know, if you would have been here, you know, this would not have happened. She's, she's crying. She's like, my, my brother's dead. My brother's dead. And, and what did Jesus do? Jesus said, well, I told, told Lazarus to lay off that lamb. You know, that red meat was going to get him one day. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. He wasn't like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. we're just, just. I don't want to hear all that right now. No, he, what did he do? And, and, and that's the shortest verse in the book. John eleven thirty five. he wept. Jesus wept. If we have trouble mourning the loss of people, if we have trouble just weeping with those who weep or, or mourning with those who mourn or rejoicing with those who rejoice, we probably need to get alone with God and try to get our hearts stirred more with compassion because it's compassion that's going to lead to action. And Jesus, when he wept with Mary, it was his compassion that led to action in such a way it led to a miracle. We all know what happened. Lazarus raised from the dead. You know what I'm saying? They opened that tomb and everybody was held their nose. Because it was thinking. I mean, that was a joke. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Let's look at more strategies. Verse 16. Live in, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all, if possible. So as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if you're hungry, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, Give him something to drink, for by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. You know, that, that verse always left me perplexed because I never understood what it meant to, like, heap burning coals on your head, their head. Like, God, you want me to, like, straight burn them? 
Like, what's, what does that mean? Like, burning coals on the head. That seems weird. Well, I was, I was uh, study, trying to study the verse and trying to study the history. But when homes back in the day were, you know, going through cold spells, and um, one home had a fire going, the other home did not have a fire going, the home that had a fire would open their home and say, hey, you come borrow some coals. And what would they do? They bring clay pot like hats and they put these coals on their hats, on their heads, literally, so they can walk back to their huts or their homes and put their coals in their fire so they can get their fire going so they can stay warm. So really, it was to help other people stay warm. And on top of that, metaphorically, I felt like God said that, hey, when you burn, when you, when you heap burning coals on heads, what you're doing is you're awakening their conscience to love. You're awakening their hearts and their, their minds to love, to my love and agape love. So whenever anybody's doing wrong to you, wanting to get at you negatively, wanting to criticize you, persecute you, whatever, the case may be, and you just respond in love, you respond with agape love, you're heaping coals on their head because you're awakening to a new reality. You're waking them up to love. What's to say the last, the last verse here? It says, here we go. It says this, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Jesus overcame the world. Because Jesus overcame the world, he said, hey, take heart, I've overcome the world. And because I've overcome the world, you can overcome the world with love. With love. Take heart. Because there will be trials. There will be tribulation. It may look like this is crazy to respond in love. It may sound counterintuitive, look counterintuitive. You may even feel stupid doing it. But guys, Verily, verily, I tell you, real talk, check it out. Behold, if you love, you will overcome the world. Can I get an amen? amen? Okay, okay, it's okay. Can I get someone to come up and play real quick? Um, I remember, uh, oh, I, I got a family. I have uh, a wife who I've been married to for 14 years. You know what I'm saying? We just recently celebrated our anniversary. Went on a cruise, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We went to, on a cruise and did our thing out there, and it was awesome. And uh, can I get that picture up there? Yeah, there you go. Yep, there we go. My family. And we got, I got two sets of twins, two sets of boy girls, sets of twins. Yes, yes. It's not, we did not, we did, yeah, thank you. Oh. Say twins, and you all clap, huh? Okay. I remember that. So, um, yeah, the first set of twins is my A set. The names start with A. Second set of twins is my E set. The names start with E's. And uh, if I would have had a third set, it would have been my I set. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U, okay. Um, yeah, yo, so it's crazy. The first set of twins was born Mother's Day weekend, and the second set of twins was born seven years later on Father's Day weekend. And, 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 and it's crazy because I asked God for a double-double portion blessing, and he decided to have fun with that one. <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm like, God, you crazy, you crazy, God, you crazy, you so crazy. You got me out here struggling right now. I'm playing out, it's all good, it's all good. You know, um, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. So if you ever, if you guys want prayer for twins, come holler at your boy, because I'll, yeah, because your boy's not having no more, like, we're done. We, we, we popping them out two for ones, listen. We are done. 
give you Noah's Ark impartation. How, that, how about that? <laughs> but before it wasn't like, it wasn't, all, it wasn't all good at the start of our relationship. It was pretty rocky. And uh, Regina, um, she, uh, when I, we were dating, it got serious. And Regina eventually uh, called her parents because it was like kind of like on that meet the parents status. So she called the parents and she's like, hey, mom, dad, uh, I want to I let you know that I'm dating somebody I want you to meet. His name is Clay, and we're going to be coming to Illinois soon. Are you interested in meeting him? He's like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 let's go. So, but I got I to gotta tell you something. That's something very important for you to know. He's not white. He's black. And there was a pause. It's like, no, we don't want to meet him. There's no way we want to meet him. Well, how, how can you do this? How can you, how can you do this, Regina? And blah, 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 going in, going in. Regina's hurt. She was crushed. There were names that they chose to use to describe my character. The family was like going just all up in arms. And it was, it was not, it was, it was nasty. And Regina's just, just waterworks. She's just crying. She's just hurt. Like, how can my parents be like this? She came and told me and, I'm like, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? He's like, my parents don't approve of you, Clay, because you're black. And I'm thinking to myself, what? She told me all the drama that was going on. I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't even know if I want to even meet them. In fact, I don't even know if I want to stay with you. Then I remember when I was a kid, once in a station wagon, that uh, my mom said, Clay, who do you represent? And I was like, oh, man, God. That's right. I don't have the luxury to respond like the world. So I was like, all right, we're going to go. We're going to go to Illinois. We're going to make this happen. Let's go. So we went to Illinois because we were going to a, uh, to a wedding anyways there. Regardless if we we're going to meet her parents or not, we we're going to a wedding there anyways that we were invited to. And so we go. We get the flight. We go. We get the rental car. We're out. She's driving. I'm sleeping in the car because that's what's what I do apparently. And while I was sleeping, she was calling her parents like, mom, dad, we are in Illinois. We in the state. You know, like, are you, are you ready to meet? You want to meet? They're like, no, Clay. She's hurt. And I'm still asleep. She calls again. Mom, dad, what's going on? We, we, we getting closer to the house. Do you want us to come over or not? I want to come over to see you. Do you want to come over? No, not if you're with him. Click. Okay. I'm still zoned out. She wakes me up eventually. She's like, Clay, we're getting closer to the house. And I'm looking around, and I'm like, dang, there's Phil the Dreams to my left and Phil the Dreams to my right. Like, what is going on? Where am I at right now? Like, you got me out here to get lynched, girl. Because if I meet your parents, like, I, ain't nobody going to hear me yelling or anything. Like, She's like, I don't know if they want to meet yet. I'm going to call them one more time. She called one more time before we made that exit. And eventually she's like, all right, yeah, just come. Just come. Click. So we came. And I was like, oh, man, we're going to go in. Let's go. So we pull up. Literally, I was trying to look for a neighbor. I couldn't see one from a mile away. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I thought I knew country. I'm from North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. This is kind of crazy. I follow her in. She meets, they hug, hugs her dad, and I'm standing there twiddling my thumbs like this is awkward. <laughs> They're not saying anything to me. Remember who you represent, Clay. 
remember you represent Clay. And little conversations, little, little, little conversations, I was giving them love. Led to longer conversations, just giving them love, just blessing them, just giving them love. And to longer conversations, to longer conversations, eventually, fast forward, we about to get married, and we got a we, we were getting married on the beach. We've got a beach house, and both families were going to come to this beach house, and we're looking at each other like, what is going to happen? How is this going to look? Because I didn't, I didn't even want to ask Regina's uh, father's hand in marriage because we knew what would be the answer. She told me not to ask. And she's like, you know, don't even ask. If we're going to do this, we're going to do this. So we got both families together in the, in the beach house, and we're in the beach house, and we're just doing life in the beach house. And, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness, what's going on, God? What's going on? Because I got my potential father-in-love and my father out there on the porch smoking a cigar, drinking a brewski, just chilling, enjoying conversation, getting to know one another. And my, both moms in the kitchen getting it on, cooking, just enjoying each other's fellowship and company. And I'm like, okay, something's happening right now. I don't know what, but something. At the end of the night, before everybody went to bed, Regina went to her father and said, Hey, Dad, I didn't tell Clay to ask your permission for my hand in marriage. I told him not to, but I'm, I want to come to you privately and want to know, do we have your blessing to make this thing happen? Because, I mean, if not, it's too late. <laughs> do we have your blessing? And her father looked at her and said, Regina, how could you not love Clay's family? How could you not love Clay? Mary Clay, you have my blessing and you have your mother's blessing. Bow! Love one. Love is destroying the enemy. After that, we got married. Fast forward a year later, I found myself living in my parent in love's home for the summer. Circumstances be had us living for the summer there. And so we were just blessing and helping and helping and blessing. And, and eventually, uh, Regina's uh, father, Royal, my father-in-love, asked me, hey, would you like to help me do some, some, some construction on, on the side of the, uh, at a building on the side of the road? And I'm like, yes, let's go, let's go. So that's what I did. I was doing that job like every day with him. And I was put, messing with siding. And as we're on the, on the, doing the building work and construction work, there were cars just going to and fro. And, you know, I'm the only black man in the county out there. There ain't no black people living out there. So everybody need mama knew that I was out there. Adding some color. In living color. No. So we do, I'm doing stuff. And people were like, what's going on? What's going on? One person had the nerve to make a U-turn. <laughs> Pull in and talk to this guy, Royal. Did he lose his mind? Like, what's going on? So he kind of like gingerly walks up on Royal, has conversation. And he's like, hey, by the way, who's that black guy right there that you're with? Who's that black guy? Royal looked at him and said, that's my son, and that's all I'm going to say about that. He told me that he said that, and I was like, what? You said what? That's crazy. And then I was like, God, that's crazy. 
Because here I am giving my love. Here I am. I could have walked away. I could have ran away from it. But here I am giving my love, showing him agape love in such a way that it miraculously shook his paradigm to where he's owning me as a son. He's owning me as a son. And I decide myself, dang God, that is so good. Fast forward, they're asking me to pray. They're asking me to give the blessing before every meal. They're asking me to actually officiate their mother's funeral. The only black person in the county funeral officiating. What? I had no idea what God was up to, but God did. I was heaping burning coals on their head to see a change for the sake of the kingdom of God. Guys, we have agape love. We have the love. We have he who is greater than he in the world. We have the lion of Judah greater than the lion in the world. And how do you... How do we, how does the church rise up? How does the church be the church by agape love? That's the weapon of mass destruction. That's how we're going to go at it and keep going in, destroying the works of the enemy by love. Not hate, not beef, not tension, not going tit for tat. No, rise up above that. We have been called to a higher order and it's called love. More agape power, more agape love. More agape love, more agape power. To see mind shift, to see miracles happen, to see us move, move with a passion, with a commission, with a fervor to love.